Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by the Hebrew Hammer himself, Badger legend Matt Bernstein. Matt, uh, feeling a little better today than we were last week. I'm feeling a lot better. I mean, although the Jets look terrible and your Bills didn't look so much better, but do we care about the NFL? We love Wisconsin football. They are winners. That's all that matters. Yeah, my, my, my first favorite football team is the Wisconsin Badgers. My second favorite football team is the Wisconsin Badgers. My third favorite <laughs> football team is the Wisconsin Badgers. And then I got everybody else. So got, yeah. <laughs> seven days a week, I got six days for Wisconsin. I got one day for the Jets. Yeah, I got one day for the Bills. So, um, And th- that's usually a bad day. So anyway, uh, we are coming back at you with our Monday morning fullback uh, game rapid reaction and analysis. Before we hop into that, I want to remind you guys that we are indeed presented by BetOnline.ag. Football season's in full swing, and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Make sure you head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sports book experts all right matt 15 minutes on the clock starting now uh we're gonna call this the good the bad and the ugly and we're gonna start with the good i I like starting on a positive note matt what did you like that you saw this weekend well i mean uh, number one is we won we're winners again we're winners this week we're one and oh you know let's focus on what we got to do um i'm just pumped that we won a game and to be honest in a lot of different areas we like we dominated you know, talk about, you want to talk about the good. I mean, the defense was superb in every which way you could slice and dice. They dominated, like they, they just dominated another college football team. Yes, it's Eastern Michigan, but still they came in with a chip on their shoulder. The front seven, Henningsen, is that I said it right? Henningsen. Henningsen. A killer out there. Dude, he's I mean, a he's a physical freak. Like he is freak, like yeah. he's he's crazy strong yet still quick. Like I he was super impressive. Super impressed. I would say the front could not be handled by Eastern Michigan's offense on any level. I mean, I don't even didn't even cross the 50 for like a half for no. the first half and a bunch of quarters. What did they have? They had like 15 had... yards going into like the second period. With like twelve thirty in the second, I mean they they really couldn't do anything, and our defense just set our offense up. You know, I, I we're not in that section yet. I I liked a lot from. Let's not get off the defense because I usually do this. I go on all these tangents. Um, I, I just really liked what I saw. You know, like they 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 shut out Eastern Michigan. That's huge. We have to say that because the seven points is on the offense, which is a completely bizarre situation there in and of itself, but. You know, I loved the way those guys played. You know, I love the way Jimmy, I have to believe that Jimmy's in the meeting room going, guys, we're going to win games because of us. You know, like our offense is all over the place and we're going to win because we do what we have to do. Yeah. And for me, it, like you, you mentioned, Henningsen, it started up front. Uh, my guy, Keanu Benton, I thought was outstanding. He yeah. was pushing the pocket all day. 
his counting stats aren't going to be huge, but he was getting penetration on every single snap that he was in there. Even Isaiah Mullins, like he, you saw him in the backfield a bit. That front three and the three, four defense were outstanding. Jack Sanborn, solid as solid. ever. Outside linebackers, you know, they, they played better. And I thought that overall, the, the DBs looked better, even without, you know, two scratches right before start. Fayon Hicks and Colin Wilder were both did not play. Both were expected to start, but were scratched late. I thought that. Unlike last week, Dante Burton stepped up and played great. Mm -hmm. uh, he was awful last week. He was the worst corner, probably the worst defender last week. Uh, he was probably the best member of the secondary. I don't think they got a single catch on him. I was really impressed with him. Other thing, obviously, that really impressed me was the run game, and especially the right side of the offensive line. Uh, I think he, that starts with Jack Nelson. Uh, he, he played much better and much more consistently this week. I saw a little bit more of his nasty streak that we'd been hearing about from fall camp. And the other thing that I, I really liked to see was that the offensive line was getting much more consistently to the second level. Obviously, Eastern Michigan does not have the same caliber of athlete that Penn State does, but it's a great thing to see. Matt, what did you like out of the offense? You know, I'll tell you, from you, you have these guys who watch film. Jimmy breaks down film. This is what I love. Jimmy breaks down film. He gets these guys right. He could be the worst player last week but he'll never be that guy again. I, hopefully, you know, and I think that's a testament to Jimmy Leonard on the O line. I think they all, they stepped up and played a much better game. You're right. The guys were not Penn state quality, but you like to see a huge increase in productivity. And I think we did see that. Um, I, you know, I, I can only talk about good things. Um, I love to see the slam passes, some of the quicker pass plays, I thought the pass protection was much better. And you saw Graham Mertz feel comfortable. Like he looked comfortable. He threw some great balls. Um, I love the quick slants to uh, Kendra Pryor, I think, and Danny Davis. Those guys, those guys are our playmakers. We got to get them. Um, we got to get them the ball. You know, I loved seeing Braylon Allen, Allen score. I thought our run game looked better. I still don't love the play calling. That's well, we can talk about that later, but you know, a lot of a gap running still, there's not a lot of off tackle. They mixed it up a little bit. I thought it was much, it was better. Well, you saw them get outside with Grendo. You saw him, you saw him stretch that and play, play do that little off tackle, move it. It almost looked like a zone scheme where they went off tackle with him and he got the corner and corner and turned off the jets. And that was really awesome to see them being able to get him in space. I think they need to do that more. I think he's the guy that needs to be running jet sweeps. And like you said, I, it was really great to see Braylon Allen in there. Great to see Jalen Berger back and running Berger. hard. He didn't blow up. He got 15 carries yet again. Every time he run, he plays a football game, he he gets 15 carries. It's his fifth game for the Badgers. It's the fifth game he got 15 carries. Exactly. So I think that's just kind of a funny little tidbit. I was really happy to see all four running backs that played significant. Even Brady Skipper or Shipper, however you want to pronounce it, who yeah. played. I thought he looked solid. You mentioned uh, Pryor. Pryor was great. Uh, and Mertz was much back on rhythm. And just overall, I, I think that we saw, you know, many, many better things. Let's pivot to the bad. We've got to go out of the way. Let's get to the bad. Matt, what was the thing that, like, disappointed you the most? <laughs> Wait, one more thing. We had big plays, and that is big mm, for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once, you know, and you're right, Garendo on that, that one was, I was so pumped when that happened. And now you have three good backs, guys who can play, and Jalen Berger coming back is amazing. We could talk about the running backs all day. The bad, you know, I still am struggling with the play call. 
we didn't have any deep balls. At least I didn't see any. I might have missed it going to the bathroom, but I didn't. I didn't think we stretched the field. We threw a lot of short routes. Um, you know, uh, DK didn't have a catch until the third quarter. So we're uh-huh. only really relying on you know Danny Davis, and we're not opening the playbook, is what I think. So the guys, uh-huh. DK to me has been performing really well on what they're asking him to do. He he play he plays well. Like I, I like what he's doing. So let's open it up a little more. So I, I thought that was, you know, not, not significantly great. Um, I do think Garendo's run play is a, an, is an outside zone and he bounced it out, but it could still be a B gap run. I, I just want to see them open up and do a little bit different, different things. Do you think that they were going more vanilla so they don't put too much on tape for Notre Dame? You know, there's always that thought process, but Penn State was you had to win that game, and we were very vanilla. So what? Why not open it up? Listen, I I don't think if we're not doing things live game speed, these, these two Eastern Michigan is like a, a limp into Notre Dame, you know. And I I didn't. So do I think it was vanilla? Yes. Do I think we might be saving something? I really hope so. I think we have too many good players. I think we have guys who, who are explosive, especially in the running backs and the wide receivers. We got to get them the ball. Um, some of the talk about the bad. I mean, I, the offense, the first drive and the red zone. I, I, if I watch another, I mean, I watched Sam Darnold yesterday, drop the ball or quarterback running back exchange. It, I'm like about to throw up. So like the fact that he tripped him, there are thousands of reps. I still can't understand how we had two last week. And then um, two days ago, we had a trip on the goal line. It, it, it's blowing my mind as a running back. I, I just don't know what to say about that. So I'm not going to keep going because I could, I could ramble on forever. So another thing that I was disappointed by was the penalties. We had seven penalties for 60 yards, including some, some big ones and some dumb ones. What would have been a clay kind of touchdown or a clay kind of really big. I, I think it was a, a touchdown like that. Hugh was called back for a, a holding and, I thought that they really need to clean it up. It, it seemed to be mostly holdings that they were getting called on, offensive line kind of stuff, wide receivers. And I think that that's something they definitely need to clean up against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame looked uh, a little hungover from their Florida State game uh, against Akron, or Toledo, I guess it was. Toledo uh, needed mm-hmm. a big... Uh, Toledo. Yeah, Toledo. And it was uh, they, they needed a big second half from Jack Cohn. We'll talk about that when we get to the preview there, there in a little bit, but um, for before the game. But we've got a bye week before that. One more thing that I didn't love seeing was the energy that they came out with in the second half. I wanted them to come out in the second half, on and they stalled their first couple of drives. The first drive in, that they had in the second half, they needed to absolutely slam the door shut and not give Eastern Michigan any hope, and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you right. look at their drive chart. In the second half, um, you know, after you know, they force a three and out, great. Then they come down nine plays there and nine, they get a field goal. That needed to be a touchdown. Next drive, they go three and out. And then they bring in the backups. What happens? They march down the field, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just I wanted to see more. I needed a touchdown, not a field goal there. I needed and then that next drive, you can't have another three and out. You've got to put them away and you can even at 27 nothing, it's still, quote-unquote, only a four-score game. You can't let them hang around. Like, you shouldn't be letting that team with those ugly mechanic shirts hanging around. <laughs> that reminds me. Actually, something that was 
bed was FS1 should hire us to do the games. But, I, yeah. I, you know, like some of the stuff was corny. Some of it, I was just like, man, this should be us because these guys aren't doing such a great job in, in my mind. But you're right, though. Uh, on the first drive, we might be a little biased, though. We might be a little biased. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I would <laughs> never talk about Eastern Michigan. <laughs> you know, the gimmicks that that gimmicks are part of athletics, you know, um, quotes and all these different things. You know what? Maybe it works for them in some realm. I did not understand it. it. You know, like, I don't know. It just looks so weird to me. Like, they look like they were either mechanics or um, like Brooklyn, you know, like brewery owners. Like, it was just really weird to me. Um, but I think, you know, like Barry always preached, you got to finish. Like, you got to finish. And, then, and and that's another gimmick. But, it, but that is something you have to do. Finish in the fourth quarter. Finish. So, for the first drive to not, you know, like we should have scored a touchdown. That's you put that team away. You know, like you go up against a, a Notre Dame and a Michigan and you don't score in four downs. That's a win for them. You know, that's a, that pumps up. Even if they have to go 97 yards, they're going to, the momentum has now shifted to them. You know, like you, we have to do those things. I thought not being able to uh, score on that fourth down to me, just, I, you got to do it. Like you reach down, go <laughs> dig deep, more gimmicks, and make it happen. Yeah, and, and that goes back um, to the red to the yeah. red zone play calling, I think. And I I thought oh it was God, yes. we uh, on that when we when we turned over on downs there on the four, like uh, a run for one yard, a run for four yards, a run for two yards, a run for one yard. Like, how about a play action boot? Because that was going to be wide open because they were selling out on the run. Like, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't do that, especially on third down. Like third down was the time to do a play action boot there or something, just something different and. Four straight handoffs to Malusi up the middle. Like I get it. Like the line is, you know, should be absolutely demolishing them, but it also will keep them honest for the rest of the game. Let's get to the ugly, uh, ugliest. Uh, what was the ugliest thing you saw on the field outside of the shirts on the sideline for Eastern Michigan? You know, I, I, um, I hate to you know, throw my guy under the bus, but to see Ches get, you know, tackled from behind was tough. I thought he, he you know, break away, go score a touchdown. You know, put that's the that that puts the game out of reach. I don't care what, if it was the first 15 seconds. You know, Eastern Michigan is like now going to say, "Why are we not getting on the bus to go home?" Um, and I know he'll catch a lot of crap in the in the locker room, and we would joke with you know if I was there, I'd joke with him too. Um, but you know, you score that, the game the game is over. Um, the attention, you know, for me, it's the attention to detail on offense. You know, we're going to play a schedule now. That is ruthless. Notre Dame at Soldier Field in two weeks, Michigan at home. These games are, we, they, we are half, they're both undefeated. Maybe they didn't beat any teams that are like spectacular, but they're undefeated and we're not. So that matters. Um, and we got to go up and we got to play much better on offense. And I think if we, if we play like we did against Eastern Michigan, sadly, I don't think we win the next two games, maybe against Michigan. I, you know, like it's, it's, it's a throw, it's a toss up, but I'm sorry, Matt, but real quick, like we have to, if we, we should have scored 40 points on Eastern Michigan. We had, we had at least first drive should have been a touchdown. We had more opportunities. You cannot have Eastern Michigan hanging around a pick six. Oh, fine. The pick six to me, was also pretty terrible. That's what um, I was going to say. That, that was my ugly was the pick six. Yeah. It was bad, but the pick six brings them back in the game's, now a three score game. That's the point. Should have been over. Should have been over. 
should have been over at halftime. Also, let's face it. Matty, I should have been over at halftime. And then and another thing, I, I don't know, but it was bizarre to put the almost like a bunch of the twos in Chase and Chase Wolf, and then to kind of go back to Graham and the starters in the fourth. It was so, but it was like it, a, it was like a half it, starters, it was, right? It was starting line Graham and then second team skill position guys. That was weird to me. And the other thing that the other thing that was yeah. weird to me again, like rotating in a bunch of offensive linemen on the third series when we still hadn't gotten a rhythm going. Like you see, it, it they're bringing in I think it was Sampson and Lyles, and I hate rotating yeah. the center. The center are like, and if you're gonna rotate a guy in, like I'm sorry, like bring please just bring in Logan Brown at this point. Like I just want to see Logan Brown playing left tackle. Uh, I, I just want to see Logan Brown playing left tackle. That That's going to be my, like, I'm going to be on a couple islands all year. Uh, one of them is Keanu Benton is the most important defensive player. The second one is going to be Logan Brown should be the starting left tackle. And the third one is that Devin Chandler needs to get the ball more. So, but, you know, uh, it, it, it is what it is. Our 15 <laughs> minutes are up. Uh, final words. Man, that was quick. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm going to be at the game in Notre Dame. I'm excited. We have two weeks to watch both films. You're going to, I think if we see the progression we saw on offense from last week to this week, and we clean up even more mistakes than we, that we did, it looked like we cleaned up a ton of mistakes. I think we have a great shot at winning out, obviously, because I always say that, but I think you're going to see a lot of Wisconsin people in Soldier Field. And I think you'll see a better team play up, hopefully to seeing Jack Cohn and the rest of the guys. If I'm Jack Cohn, man, I'm looking at this game as, as a game to prove that I'm better than Graham Mertz and Wisconsin. Absolutely. On the flip side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. On the flip side, I don't want to play against our defense. I wouldn't either. I just don't. So I think that is, that's the fist fight. It's the, it's our defense against Jack Cohn and the offense. Our offense, we have to score points. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to be a lot better. I'm sorry, I'm way over, but I'm looking forward to that fist fight. And then I'm looking forward to the mission game. I'll be there also. And uh, I just can't wait to watch our guys play at a different on a different stage. All right. Well, we will be back with you guys later this week with Badger legend Gary Ellerson. I'm pumped about that interview. We're going to have a lot of fun with him. So until <laughs> next time, enjoy the victory and on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.